It's another week and another brand new episode on the Granny Panty Podcast. I'm your host, Ruby Lynn. I'd love for you to follow and see everything Ruby. You can go to Ruby Lynn, R-U-B-Y-L-Y-N-N-E.com or Ruby Lynn Links, R-U-B-Y-L-Y-N-N-E-L-I-N-K-S.com. Also, don't forget, you can follow the Granny Panty Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere there's a podcast. You can also check out our brand new website, thegrannypantypodcast.com. This week's guest is amazing. I had so much fun chatting with her. She's been in the business for 20 years. She started out as an escort receptionist then transitioned into adult work. She did escorting for many years and enjoyed it, and then transitioned into pro scenes. Now she does OnlyFans and even started her own production company. I can't wait to hear her whole story and how this all evolves. So help me welcome Ava Devine. excited to have you on the show this week. I can't wait to get to know you better. So welcome. Thank you so much, Ruby. I'm so excited. So I have been doing some reading about who is Ava Devine. It's (laughs) all true. It's all crazy and it's all true. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So I want to start by getting to know you. One thing I read is that You've been in this business 20 years. Yes. My first scene I shot was in 2003. Wow. That is 20 years in this business is a long time. Yeah. And I'm so grateful I wasn't eaten up, chewed out and spit out. You know, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm able to uh, have longevity and have such support from fans and my colleagues. You know, everyone's been great. So I'm super grateful to be here. That is so cool. Yeah. Well, well, let's talk briefly. We won't focus too much, but let's talk about how you got into the business. It seems like you, were you in stripping first or did you shoot your first adult scene first? Okay. Great. It's a fun story. I started uh, out as a phone girl for an escort service when I was like 18. I, I, I got into it somehow through some friends. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very sexual as a teenager. I loved sex. I embraced it. I was very comfortable in my own skin with my sexuality. Mm-hmm. So I was a phone girl for an escort service for, for a couple escort services. And one of the escort service, one of the, the owners were like, you're, you're getting, you're fired from being a phone girl. I want you to start working. Oh. Yeah. And I was like so excited and so nervous. And I started doing that at a very young age, 19, 18, 19 escorting. Loved mm-hmm. it. Had a blast. Fell in love with like every client. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so crazy. And so what happened was I was, uh, you know, uh, fast forward years later, I was escorting and I had a great, I had a great client and he was like, you know what? I'm not going to see you tomorrow. 
he was visiting Vegas and he's like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to see you tomorrow. I'm like, why? And he is like, cause I'm going to see a porn star. And I'm like, oh. really? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And he said her name. I, I don't even remember who it was. And, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to pay like, uh, I'm going to pay her a uh, $1,600, you know, and for the hour. And meanwhile, he's giving me 600. Wow. And I was like, wow. Huh. And I'm very fun in the bedroom. Okay. I'm wild. I'm courageous. I'm uninhibited. And I was like having, giving, I was rocking his world. Mm-hmm. I was like giving him everything and, and having fun doing it. And I looked up this girl and she like gives covered blowjobs, which is fine, but that wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do anal. She didn't do any, anything. And I was like, look at this mother effer. He's, you know, like, I, I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to get even. I'm going to get a few titles under my belt, call mm-hmm. myself a porn star, and then charge outrageous rates. Yeah. So I, it was kind of like a business decision to start mm-hmm. doing adult films. But I also said to myself, Okay, where can I go to have sex with large, well-endowed people, bareback? And I was like, I'll do some porn, you know? So it was mm-hmm. like, on one hand, it was a business decision. And on the other hand, it was because I was such a perv and such a freak. <laughs> yeah. So I entered the porn business, the porn industry, and loved it. Yeah. I, I, like, I, it was a natural, like the lights mm-hmm. happened on and my first video was with I think Britney Starr I don't know if you know her. She, she's old school porn star and I think think that was my first porn and mm-hmm. I did I had so much fun and then I did for filthy first timers for Evil Angel in Vegas nice. with Mr. Chris and they were like blown away because I, I just took to the camera I just no inhibitions. I just had a blast. Yeah. And like, yeah, they, they were really happy with my um, enthusiasm. And so, so it, from there, it just went, took off. That's awesome. I can tell you're a really fun person. I'm like really drawn to you. I'm like, oh my gosh, I think we could get wild. <laughs> totally. But that's, that's what I love. It's like be, um, sexually expressing yourself and being in touch with your needs and your wants and your desires. <laughs> When was your last pro scene? When was the last time you filmed a pro scene? Okay. The last time I filmed a pro scene, it was for, um, I think two years ago for Brazzers. It was a girl, girl. Okay. But before that, I kind of um, ended my career in 2014. Mm-hmm. It was getting a little robotic for me, which I do not like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I started webcamming on the side. Okay. And- doing my own stuff. And that took off very well. I was very accepted by doing uh, a lot of Skype sessions, a lot of video chat, a lot of cam shows, starting to enjoy that and said, you know what, I'm going to take a break from shooting porn. In 2014, I, 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 I retired from that and I just started and, and escorting and all that. And I started doing video stuff and online Mm -hmm. stuff and fell in love with it. Loved it. I made my own hours. I did it on my time. And then OnlyFans came out and that went crazy. Love that. And Mm -hmm. so right now I, I just, I'm, I have my own production company. Okay. 
Yeah. So I'm going to, I, I like, I would like to star in everything, of course, because I'm greedy. And yeah, it's, it's really nice to have, be my own boss. Right. I was just going to say owning your own content now versus, you know, yeah. a studio owns it and you have zero control. Definitely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love working for studios because of the marketing aspect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the uh, professionalism. Thank God I never encountered anything nuts or crazy. Everything's Good. always safe, wild, fun, good time, consensual, great. It's been superb. But I do prefer being my own boss. And like, mm-hmm. if I want to shoot with someone instead of wait, praying, oh, will the company, sh- you know, put us together, I get to, right. I get to call them and say, you know, do you want to do a content trade or whatever? Right. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. And so it sounds like then your last scene was right around when COVID started. I think it was a little bit after. I think it was after. A little bit after. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And are you still webcamming? For on OnlyFans, I do live shows. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I try to put my attention into my OnlyFans because it's just so great with all my fans, my connection. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I try and focus on that. And sometimes I get a little distract. I get distracted easily. So okay. if I'm like streaming over here for stream made or chatter bait or whatever, mm-hmm. then I lose my attention to my OnlyFans. You gotcha. know, so I put everything into OnlyFans right now. Gotcha. And how often do you go live on your OnlyFans? I try and do it once a month or, you okay. know, once every two months because mm-hmm. I feel that sometimes when I overdo it when I go on. I mean, I love chatting with everyone. Everyone's nuts and hilarious and wild. And, you know, and I build relationships with these people. So I know Mm -hmm. what they like and, and, you know, but sometimes I want to kind of, I feel like absence makes the heart grow fonder. Right. Right. Too often then I feel like I, I, I've noticed for me, the attendance of the fans kind of decline because they, they're like, well, I'll miss it. This week, I can go next week, you know? Right. So, right. And, and you know me, I'm an attention whore. So I need like all the attention. And- <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all, aren't we all in this business? But you are right because I, webcam is, you know, 40% of my business. 60% is OnlyFans, of course, but you're absolutely right because sometimes the theory is, I need more money. So I'm going to go on every single day for six, seven hours. But in reality, I know for my own self, I would find the money would, would start to dwindle. And if I took a week off, like say I was traveling and then come back, like that first cam show back is going to be killer. I know. I know. So sometimes absence does make the heart grow fonder. It's true. And it's a hard mental thing because you think the more I'm out there, the more I'm going to make, which can be true for some people. I just know for me that that wasn't the case. And it's really hard to say, okay, I'm going to stay offline. I know. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Yeah. It's that mental piece. Yeah. It's like, I can't have a conversation with anyone without peeking at my phone or being on my phone. And it's so rude. My poor mother will go to dinner and I'm like, on OnlyFans and she's, you know, I'm like, huh? At dinner, you know, and she's like, right. 
are you even paying attention to what I'm saying? So I feel I, it's a very bad habit unless I'm with a, a bunch of friends that are right. on that, that are in the industry. Cause then we're all on our phones at the same time, which is so bad. But yeah. It is funny how it evolves. Cause my partner, I remember a few years ago, we actually had this little issue where he's like, you're on your phone all the time. You're not paying attention to me. But now that we're business partners and he runs my social media, my Instagrams, now we're both on our phones all the time. Exactly. And it's like you see the the top of their head and you're just like, okay, do your thing, you know? Right. So your comment brings me to one of the questions I had on my list. Does your family know what you've done in the adult work. So you mentioned your mom. Yes, my mother does. She's been very supportive ever since I was younger. She's like my best friend. So we're very, which could be a con in a sense, but for us and and for my mother and I, I'll I'll just speak about the pros Mm -hmm. that served is that we have a very open relationship Mm -hmm. and we're like best of friends and I respect her utterly. But at the same time, she's like my best friend. I could tell her what I'm feeling, how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. which I feel has been helpful because I'm always in touch with my emotions. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't have to stuff and hide. But with my father who passed, I could I didn't tell him anything. He'd be dead. Gotcha. Got you. But, so um, all those years did you just say that you were <laughs> working in TV or something? Yes. Or what like I don't even remember what I told him, but yeah, like I'm, I'm traveling for business and I would leave it at that. You know, yeah, that's what I tell my dad too. He's, he's okay. 81, almost 82. And he's like, why are you traveling all the time? I'm like, I have a social media management exactly. company. That's the best he's line. 81. He doesn't no, need to exactly. know. He does not need to know. And, and sometimes I, I debate like, should I have told him? And then I've realized, you know, that would, I think it would make me feel better, but it would hurt him. Yeah. Which is very selfish, you know? So I I decide not to. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what I tell people on the airplane or wherever I meet. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm into the social media marketing or the banks. That's that's so funny. I actually tell them, uh, I'm in porn and I just want to watch their face because okay. I love the shock factor. That's I, like- I used to when I was younger. Yeah. I love that. Now, now I'm just like, Oh, I don't even want to get into it. So I just say, I know, I know, but it's so funny because most of them just go, Oh, okay. And they go right back to their book. And I'm like, yes, I don't have to talk to this person yes. for the entire trip. Yes. I love it. No, but we should be loud and proud, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm all about the shock factor. So I love shock factor. I love making people uncomfortable. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yes. I love that too. (laughs) So fun, fun, fun. So tell me you're mostly focused on OnlyFans. Have you expanded to other fan sites or do you have all your content? Do you have clip sites? How how are you getting your content out? I do like loyal fans, but I don't go on there as much. I'll, I'll have to say I kind of neglected. I need to get more on it because mm-hmm. I, I'll scroll and I'm like, oh shit, I have a fan that hit me up in December, you know? And it's like, you know, cause I'm so, it's, it's very hard right. to juggle. I'm not going to lie. It's very right. hard to juggle only fans and loyal fans and sex Panther and 
And mm-hmm. all, I want to be attentive to everyone because everyone, I'm just so glad that they're there and I'm honored that they want right. me because there's a gazillion people out there to talk to and they chose to be on my site. So I'm very, I'm very appreciative, but at the same time, it's, I'm spread so thinly that it, that it's very difficult. Do you have an assistant that helps you like edit your content or do you do all that? No, I do not. I do have an assistant that edits my content, mm-hmm. my content, my cameraman. I'll, yeah. That's awesome. Boy, that is the huge editing is where I just get hung up. Like it takes me forever. Yeah. I, I think I'm in editing hell like every single day between a podcast content. You know? <laughs> yes, I get it. Well, I know some people that I can exchange some info later. Well, there you go. That's what I love about having all my guests. I've gotten the best leads on things yes. from having all my guests on. <laughs> right. That, but you know what? I love working together and working with one another. You know, like this, I'll help, I'll help you out. Like I'll give you a good referral. You give me one, you know, and it's just, it, Helping others is like what life's about. It is. What What's a productivity hack? What's your, how do you get it all done? Is there some, do you have a schedule every day that you follow, Ava? Well, I used to really try and like, she, I, I did like, first of all, I was mm-hmm. all over the place because that's mm-hmm. just a, a space cadet and a wackadoodle. So I'm always like, <laughs> all right, I'll do everything. And, and the thing is, because I'm like 49, it's like my memory is kind of shot. So it's like, if I have to do something, yeah. Yes. And I'll have to say, I, I abused a lot of drugs when I was younger. But when I think of something, I have to do it right then and there. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, so I'm like very multitasking and all over mm-hmm. the place. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this isn't, this isn't conducive to my energy or my health. Okay. I'm like running myself ragged. I'm like running around like a chicken with its head cut off. So I figured, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, I'll shoot content and the rest of the days I'll do stuff, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, focus on other things. Right. Yeah. yeah but editing, I, uploading, all that time consuming stuff. Yeah. I just, so I'll just shoot it and then give it to my cameraman, the content mm-hmm. and all that. And Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah that's it. a huge help. Um, I hope to retire my partner by the end of summer and then he can take over all the editing and uploading. Oh, good. <laughs> or hire an assistant. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the meantime, help is always greatly appreciated. So absolutely. So looking back over your career, I always like to ask the, the one-off questions. What would you say was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Wow. Tell me about a time where something didn't work out. Well, let's see. Okay, there's a few things. At uh, first, I was kind of antisocial, believe it or not. I'm such an extrovert and, and uh, exhibitionist, but for some reason, I get very shy in social mm-hmm. settings. So I never really attended the parties and award shows and stuff like that. So I, I feel like I didn't um, connect on many levels with many producers or people in AVN or whatever, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I kind of stayed to myself and like I mm-hmm. I, I was in fear of, of going out and being in social settings, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I feel that was a regret that I, I wish I would have done differently. I wish I would have been more outgoing. Mm-hmm. But I will have to say part part of it was I was 
in heavy addiction, drug addiction. Gotcha. So it's hard to go out, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. for me, cause when I partied, I like to party all day, every day. And you know, then I can't sleep for days cause I like to right. laugh. So I wasn't very responsible, mm-hmm. but being sober now that I'm clean and sober, which I, which I got in 16 years ago, I got clean and sober wow. 16 years ago. Yeah. Thank God. Congratulations. Yeah, That's you. huge. Yeah. So then my ability to be social was much better, but I still wasn't, I don't know. I was, I, what I did, I didn't like to attend the parties because of mm-hmm. the drinking and drugs too. Right. Right. So, so it was like when I was in active addiction, I didn't want to go out because I like to isolate. Then I yeah. got sober and I was too scared to be around drinking and drugs mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it, so I kind of missed out on, on meeting a lot of people and mm-hmm. just socializing. I'm, I missed out on that. So I regret that. And then I regret, I, I hate saying I have regrets though, you know, because I, I feel like I've done, I do these things and for some reason there's a higher plan, you know? Right, absolutely, absolutely. Why this is going on. So I do regret, if I have to say that word, I do feel that I shouldn't have reduced my breasts back in 2004 because I didn't understand that, that first of all, I love plastic surgery. I'm very plastic. Yeah pro pro plastic surgery but i changed i reduced my breasts for the wrong reasons i thought i got greedy and i okay. thought being smaller breasted i would be uh more mainstream okay like, more roles but i didn't understand that there's such a niche for big knockers mm-hmm, that I had, mm-hmm. you know, and and it kind of messed me up messed my skin and tissue up. Oh, got you. So I had physical consequences when I decided to go smaller. Yeah. Okay. And then have you increased that size since then? Or are you the the smaller size still? No, I've I've increased, but I've had many complications, Mm. many, many surgeries trying to fix what I've lost. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And it's been very difficult because there's so many things. My skin was ruined for uh, making them smaller. Gotcha. um, I went to go, I went, then I was like, you know what? F this. I want to go back bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, changing my hair color, you know, you like, you burn it off, you know, when you try and change so many different. Right. Right. So when I was trying to go back to bigger, smaller, bigger, small, I Mm -hmm. kept burning my tissue and their scar tissue and infections and all that craziness. And I just been having complications ever since. So I mean, it it hasn't been healthy. Yeah. I don't think you're alone though, because over the years, you know, since I've been in this industry, I have noted a few creators, female creators that have had issues with changing out or healing and that kind of thing. So you're not alone. No. And I thought I was, but in 2000, in five, six, seven, I kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. But now that uh, more people are coming out or conversing that I'm getting mm-hmm. in touch with, we're all trading stories and, and it's right. Right. Because yeah, being alone is very scary. Absolutely. I'm very pro plastic surgery myself and have had 
quite a few procedures. <laughs> well, you're gorgeous, honey. So keep it up. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I don't call them regrets either because we wouldn't be who we are today without any of those failures. Yes. And it's just lessons that we learned. So yeah, totally. So I, yeah, those are exactly, I try and look at it as a lesson. Yes, absolutely. Well, which brings me, I mean, you are stunning. Do you have a specific, I always like to ask my ladies, do you have a specific skincare routine? Tell us what you're doing to look so young and youthful. Well, no, I don't actually that it's hilarious. You're, I was just thinking about this the other day. I mean, this morning, you're going to laugh. Okay. So I, I washed my face with Cetaphil. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's like set for sensitive skin. And then you're going to totally laugh. And, and whoever's listening, that's our age category will totally laugh. But I use the oil valet, the pink, the pink stuff. Yeah. And in, in the, the pink liquid stuff. Yeah. I absolutely get it. And I have had many ladies on here who are like, oh, I wash my face with soap. And then I put, I was actually a guest on a podcast this week and they asked me about my skincare routine. And I'm like, Target, the L'Oreal line. I mean, nothing. I'm not spending thousands on anything. Yeah. I mean, I've tried and don't get me wrong. I will. But yeah. For right. right now, yeah, and but I, I honestly feel it's your, the way you uh, eat and sleep mm -hmm. and take care of yourself, you know. Because yep. I remember when I was partying hard years ago, my skin—I mean, I, I looked like—I remember my friends saw me and they're like, "Wow, you look so much older." And and now, yeah, and and because I didn't sleep, I was doing math, right. I was drinking, all that, you know. So yeah. My, I wasn't t being healthy, but now today it's like I sleep early at a decent mm -hmm. hour. I wake up early. I'm at the gym. I love food and water and, you know, it's yep. like, yep. Yeah. And sunscreen is your best friend. Yes. I mean, especially in Vegas. I don't, I love the sun. I do. I'm a sun worshiper, but yeah, I do sunscreen the face. Yeah. And That's the awesome. Yeah. So. What do you have going? Any big projects? Any studio work coming up, Ava? You got anything in the works for us? I have a few uh, scenes booked that I'm going to shoot. And, you know, like, it's just all my production, my my very own. So it's like my mm -hmm. baby. So I love it. And it's like I get to come up with the creative scenes. Mm -hmm. I get to pick who I want to shoot with. I get to pick the cameraman, the makeup artist, you know, it's the time. It, it doesn't have to be at eight in the morning, you know, it could be right. whatever. Yeah. That's the only thing that's going on. It's just trying mm -hmm. to come up with creative scenes and scenarios and people that would, you know, want to work with me and, right. and fit the mold. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have a studio or have you converted like an area in your home to a studio? Where do we you shoot at? I shoot at my house or mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, in Vegas, you can rent out homes or, right. or studios and stuff. Yeah. But some studios are very PG. They're not mm -hmm. friendly. So like they don't well, like nudity. So I right. try to people's homes or my own home. I, I, put right, my, right. I made my house into kind of like a shooting in every room. <laughs> yeah. So if I, it's like behind me is like the cam space, you know, I my... 
yeah, my second part. master is got all the backdrops for photography. So yeah, I get it. It's yes. like, but when the grandkids come to visit, I've got to go pick up all the ring lights downstairs and bring them upstairs and hide them. Yeah, that's when my niece comes, I got to hide all the dildos and lube. And yeah, that's, yeah. So, yeah, that is funny. Every time they come, it's like I say to my partner, ring lights, ring lights. We have to move them out of the living space. Ah, uh, right. Because who knows? I mean, I don't think they'll catch on, but they'll probably. No smash it or grab it or yeah yeah or you know just it's blatantly they're yeah. very young you know little babies but their parents will probably think catch on yeah yeah they know they know what we do but yeah it's like i don't want to put it in their face you know let's not very true the same yeah i mean i i like to respect others you know and and mm -hmm. because even i because i'm not trying to force my life right. down anyone's throat exactly exactly yeah. If you could go back and tell your 18-year-old self or even your 29-year-old self when you got in the business, what would you tell yourself knowing what you know now? You know what? I honestly don't think I would tell myself anything because I, like we said earlier, created mm -hmm. this person who I am today. And it's like, mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of rebellious. So if you tell me to restrict something, I'll do the opposite. or or I get inhibited and mm -hmm. I get paranoid and like self-conscious mm -hmm. and I, I don't want my younger self, my career was based on being uninhibited and being mm -hmm. so wild that I wouldn't want to try and hold that back. Mm -hmm. But I would tell myself that to love myself and be an acceptance of who I am and how my body was because back in 2003, that era, 2003 mm -hmm. to 2008, 10, maybe like skinny was in. Right. And I was never a skinny girl. I mean, even on meth, Me even, either. you know, I always struggled with being mm -hmm. skinny. So I feel that that was a hard time for me, mm -hmm. because, uh, accepting myself and my body because I was very curvy and thick. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't accepted really. I mean, right. it, it, it just wasn't, yeah, it wasn't accepted. I'm going to have to say. Right. It wasn't mainstream for sure. No, no. It, it, yeah. Like it was categorized as like, you know, it, it wasn't a good thing to be thick and curvy back then. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, from my experience, mm -hmm. but so I, I would just say love myself and appreciate my health, my body. That's a good one. That's a good one. And I think you're right. The evolution of embracing our bodies and who we are is that's what I love about this industry. When I got into this industry, you know, over three years ago, I was like, I don't know, you know, am I going to fit in? Where am I going to fit in? But then when I saw all these beautiful, you know, big, beautiful women, curves, I was like, oh, I'm home. I'm home. Yes. Yes. And and I was in the industry when it was like the Pamela Anderson mm -hmm. look, you know, like that thin blonde. That was, yeah, it was very hard. But nowadays, what a blessing. I love it. To have hips and a, a tummy roll or to have thighs or a mm -hmm. big butt. It's like now it's like that's what's hot. And I love yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I do love how accepting this industry is. And what's refreshing is there is a fan for every single person, niche, fetish. Yes. It doesn't matter. And society as well. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. more acceptable. And I love not having to starve and try and be this rail thin thing that I could never be. So it's like embracing, yeah, I'm like comfortable, like good. I have meat on my bones and, you know, I have hips and thighs and, you know, it's, it's fun. I love that. I love that. What's a piece of advice you'd give to someone just getting into this industry? What do you think is the best piece of advice for them? Wow. The best advice I would give, I would have to say would be, let's see. Okay. I've, I have some good advice. Cool. I can't wait. So my advice would be to a a girl that's getting in the industry, don't be afraid of the dick. Let the dick be afraid of you. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't say that. You can. Okay. Okay. You can. Uh, yeah. So Ooh, yeah. tell me more. Tell me more what you mean. Well, back in the day when, when uh, I was working mm-hmm. for LA Direct Models, and the the younger girls would come in, and and I was like kind of like their mom, you know, like mm-hmm. tell them how to get into the scene. So mm-hmm. I I tell them don't run from the dick, run to it. And they were like, really? And I'm like, yeah, don't be afraid of it. Like, just go in and have a good time. And they took that suggestion. I remember one girl from England, she loved it so much. She tatted on her body DP because she had such a good time. But she was so scared that morning, you know, because Derek would have girls come in from England or wherever. Right. Right. And, you know, we would we'd stay in the house or we'd hang mm-hmm. out in the office and we'd all talk and mm-hmm. you know get to know them and they were just all kind and I guess you know sometimes some of them are fearful of, of yeah. doing porn and being with well-endowed guys or whatever mm-hmm. and I would just say, "Oh no, honey, just don't run from the dick. Run to it." And and I love it. And be confident. Have fun. Yeah. And, and I think when I hear you say that too, it's like be in control of who you are. Don't yeah. let somebody else control you is how I also interpret it. You know, or intimidate you. Cause that's, how can you have fun when you're intimidated? You know? So and it's like- I think that statement could even be correlated to something you said earlier about, you know, now that you do only fans, you're more in control of your work, your, yes. you know, where it's seen and how, how much it's sold for. And so I love that. Yes. Quote. Run to it, baby. <laughs> that is perfect. Well, as we close out, tell people where they can find you. Okay. Well, I'm all over the place as I was expressing earlier. I'm on OnlyFans.com slash Ava Divine. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Sex Panther, TikTok, YouTube, all these fun things. So I'm at TheAvaDivine.com. Okay, awesome. And I'll link that as well. I have loved getting to know you. I like love you, Miss Ruby. I had so much fun. I think our energy levels are similar. So yeah, I know, I know. So and, and hit me up when you're in Vegas. I will put that on my list. That would be fun. I would love that. So thank you again for coming on the show. And I can't wait to see what else you have in store. I know. And thank you for everyone for listening. (laughs) Talk to you soon. You got it. Thank you. 